Here at Export Audio, we want you to know we're listening to you as much as you listen to us. That's why I'm here to present Robocop. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Pardon My Franchise, our final Robocop episode covering 2014's remake, if you can call it that, of Robocop. I'm Norm, joined by Autumn. Is it a remake? It's not a... Is it a reboot? It's a reboot. It's it's telling the same story. It doesn't have the themes. It doesn't have any people in it that I saw. There might have been some. What do you mean, people? Actors. There were actors. From Robocop? Oh, no. Yeah, there's no carryover in the cast. Unless there were cameos that we missed. No, there were not cameos. I would have... I was... I was looking for cameos. We we were lucky to to get a dead or alive. You're coming with me in this movie. It's so, lucky. And... I would say that the best parts of this movie struggle and claw their way up to a seven and a half or an eight out of ten at the best, and then immediately fumble and fall back down. Okay. Like that, yeah, is, that now, those are the, the high points that cost like an arm and a leg to get to. Would you like to enumerate those high points for me? I'm listening. Please tell me. I think the suit is good. You, okay. I think it's hideous, but fine. It's good. I'll, I'll I'll grant it to you. I don't like it. It's purely just I don't like it. It's purely just vibes. So I'll I'll just grant you that. You know what it never does? Huh. He never twirls his gun. He doesn't twirl his gun? After all the other little references, mm-hmm. <clears throat> he doesn't even do that. His kid doesn't even watch TV. He just watches sports now. Yeah. What is, what is that? The kid gets like two and lines. And hockey, too. I Is before, hockey big in Detroit? I want you to go back to enumerating the high points, the seven and a half to eight out of ten moments that you talked about. <laughs> I do like the, the guy who plays RoboCop. I think, I think in roughly 25% of the scenes, he's he's doing it. I think he's one of the worst screen actors I've ever seen. <laughs> he is... He's fun to watch. I like he him. He is awful. I also liked him in Altered Carbon, even though that show was kind of mid. But... Um, I would believe you that he was better somewhere else. In this movie, he is so pardon the pun robotic he is so like i am standing here i'm and i am delivering the lines that i am supposed to deliver can i tell you something and for some reason his mouth never fully closes so you're saying that the problem with this actor is that the things he's doing are fundamentally like bad ideas yeah sort of like he's being poorly directed well, sure, but I think... <laughs> uh, like, I will point out, did anybody in this movie look like they were really trying? Because every time you saw a, a clip of somebody talking, you were like, oh, this guy's not trying. Like, okay, so, so Gary Oldman's in this movie. I like Gary Oldman. He's a good actor. 
He's not trying in this movie. Who is Gary Oldman? Uh, Gary Oldman is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. He's Sirius no, Black. No, I meant in this movie. He is... He's um, Sirius Black? He's Sirius Black, and he is Dr. Bennett in this movie. Okay. Michael Keaton. I'm a big Michael Keaton fan. I'm an out... I like Michael Keaton more than he deserves. He is not trying in this movie at all, even a little bit. He's kind of just here. Sort of his Harrison Ford Ender's Game moment. Sure, I guess. I mean, my Michael Keaton, um, the thing that he's known for is hamming it up. And he doesn't ham anything in this movie. It seems like he's doing somebody's in- interpretation of hamming it up. He's doing weird little... Fa- it's like he watched The Social Network three months ago and kind of remembers it. And he's it's, kind of doing that. The actual thing is... It's like he watched his own performance of um, the bad guy from Spider-Man Homecoming um, and was like, what if I did that but, like, less, you know? Which, Spider-Man Homecoming did not come out till after this, I'm aware yes. of. But, but it is, it's kind of just that same performance, but just, you know, less. <laughs> um, Samuel L. Jackson... It's 2014. My man is doing the Samuel L. Jackson voice, <laughs> and he is going home. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson couldn't be bothered to be with other actors in most of his scenes. This movie has the same problem that Harry Potter has with regards to news media. Uh-huh. Because is Samuel L. Jackson, Mr. Novak, is he supposed to be InfoWars? Is he supposed to be Bill O'Reilly? Is he supposed to be, like, NBC? I don't know. Yeah, he's... Okay, so we should we should summarize what happens in this movie. I'm gonna do a five-sentence summary, because it'll be fucking easy, because nothing happens. We're gonna put a man in a machine. Make it happen. Okay, sentence one. Omnicorp, which is not OCP, which is apparently a subsidiary of OCP, regardless... Regardless, Omnicorp um, is a company that sells Ed 209s that um, work for the military, work for the American military across the globe, and they're trying to bring, like, the Ed 209s to the streets of the United States, but they're being blocked by senators who don't think that um, machines can do the jobs of cops. Sentence two. Alex Murphy is a detective who is trying to take down Valen, who is evil for reasons. Uh, well, he's and trafficking he has... guns. Right, right. Okay, so sentence two. Alex Murphy is trying to take down Valen, noted guns trafficker in um, the city of Detroit, and who is being aided by two detectives. Those detectives team up with Valen to... Put a car bomb on Alex Murphy's car and um, seriously maim him. Sentence three. OCP, or forgive me, (laughs) Omnicorp um, gets Alex and turns him into RoboCop. And there's a lot of hemming and hawing about if, should we be turning this guy into RoboCop? And sort of a bunch of of wheel spinning happens here. This is like the, this is the bulk of the movie and it's pretty boring. Sentence four. <clears throat> um, RoboCop is a huge hit with the American people, um, but Omnicorp is having to like sedate him and um, take away his emotions to make him be able to function, but he's kind of overcoming that of his own free will, seemingly, um, and remembers his life as Alex Mercy Alex Murphy <laughs> and wants revenge sentence 5 he gets his revenge upon Valen and then upon Omnicorp Can I just say Alex Mercy is a pretty good name that's pretty cool That Alex is Mercy No it is the name is of it, PS3 that's is then he can shoot somebody and the and it's like no mercy for you Alex Mercy would be the protagonist of a character would be the protagonist of a video game, not unlike Hayes. Perhaps you're thinking of Infernal. Yeah. Starring Gabriel Ryan. Yeah, it's a game like Infernal. Inferno. Infernal? D- did I provide an accurate five-sentence summary? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a pretty nothing movie. I just wanted you to look at this picture of uh, the infernal guy. Okay, sure. He looks like I, Tony Stark a little bit. He he kind of does. Can we talk about RoboCop 2014? Yeah, or are we totally. just going to look at images of Infernal? It's got a cover system. When did this game come out? What do you want to guess? Uh, I'm going to guess 2006. Well, it was on the screen multiple times. It's 2007. Damn. From Poland. Sure. I think it's on GOG. We should go. Can we this. please talk about RoboCop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, his name is Ryan Lennox. I was thinking of someone else, I guess. Cool. Gabriel. Wait. No, you go. Go. Come on. I'm... I think Gabriel Ryan might be the cat girl from Lunar Dragon Song. Sure. I think that's correct. Okay, let's go check. I, I'm not in this podcast anymore. I just, I'm, just, I'm looking here. I just sit over here and don't participate. In God. <laughs> yeah, Gabrielle Ryan is a free-thinking young beast woman who believes humans and beastmen should be considered equals and fights with a combination of martial arts and magic dances. So RoboCop? Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, so like... The, I'm kicking the microphone. Like... So... so They get him into the RoboCop's suit... Reasonably quickly. Qu- quicker than the original movie does. Right? I don't know. I don't remember... The, it's a, we've watched so many of these that I... I barely remember the... First one, which is a shame because it was the best one. The the first one puts a lot of work into characterizing Murphy before his his accident or before his whatever. I don't know. Before he, he gets, gets shot, he gets a firing squad. Yeah, and like gets shot in the hand and all, all that other stuff. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. This movie, it's like page seventeen. He gets the fucking. Okay, you're not in deep enough. <laughs> if you are a person who gets a screenwriting degree, um, you are t- it is drilled into you that on page 17 of your script, like, you need to have the hook for the movie, basically. Like, like you have to be done with all your setup stuff and into the movie proper on page 17. Out of... I don't know. If you want a 90-minute movie, a 90 pages of script is a rough guideline-ish. But what if you have... It's a rough guideline. Okay. But page 17... I, <laughs> whatever. No, I'm not, no, it's I'm not Googling. I, look at me, not Googling the thing that I want to Google. Yeah, because you hate fun on podcasts. <laughs> anyway, like, he, they get him into the RoboCop suit pretty quick. But that just begins a long sequence of he's like he's awake. He's awake. He's he's just the guy. He's just the guy. Like the movie takes half of the movie to get to where the beginning of RoboCop is. So yeah. he's in the suit early, but he's not really RoboCop until like an hour 20 in. Yeah, he's like he's not I'm RoboCop. I'm cleaning up the streets of Detroit. Until much later, even though they get him into the suit much earlier. Um, and there's just like, here's here's Murphy on a, on a Zoom call with his wife. And he ha- like zooms in the camera super close to his face because he can't bear to have her see him. And here's uh, Gary Oldman teaching a man with robotic hands to play the guitar, but you can't get too emotional. That's, that's just a that's just an intro scene, to, so you know that this guy knows about robots. Yeah, this is just a weird. What if Steve Rogers was Iron Man? Like, yeah, this is really set up as like a superhero origin story more than it is a reconstruction of RoboCop. Which is weird, then, because there's not any sequel hook anywhere, you know? No. But, I mean, RoboCop didn't really have that either, obviously. Well, sure. But there's also, like, 
Robocop ends very abruptly, but it has like a thematic conclusion. Yes. This one has a long outro. Yes. And it doesn't work. Yes. It's nonsense. Well, and the other thing that's happening is that like in RoboCop, the original, you got Alex Murphy. What's going on with him? You get, you see like his memories or and stuff like that. You see through his eyes so much. You right? almost, do you only see the family in his memory, never yeah. in, in real time? Yeah. Yeah. You only see the family in his memories. You get um a bunch of stuff about the OCP like corporate people. Yeah. You the know. Boardroom. You get a bunch of stuff about the Detroit Police Department and you get a bunch of stuff about like the the um drug dealing bad guys. The bitches the leave. Bitches leave guys. Yeah. Like you get you have like four different little stories that all have their own threads that end up getting tied together. And their own protagonists. And their own protagonists and they Who's all Who's another protagonist <clears throat> in this movie? Uh, I I guess his wife is a secondary protagonist. I guess Gary Oldman is kind of a secondary protagonist as just guy who seems to have Alex's best interests at heart. Mostly, more or less. Yeah. Jay Baruchel is also here for some reason. Who's Jay Baruchel? Oh, yeah. That, that sniveling little Ben Shapiro man. He's just a little gerbil. He's just a little gerbil who sometimes says, Ooh, but the profit margins, and I don't really know. But he doesn't play it up enough. No. He's just like... I don't know. He acts like an influencer who has allegations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess is the vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, but okay. also, he, he's like... He's in a weird level of focus. Yeah, or he's not like a main character, but it feels but he like he gets he's a lot of there. lines yeah. for someone who's not a main character. As opposed, he gets more lines than the lady next to him in every scene. Yeah, because there's also just woman who is an advisor to uh, Michael Keaton's CEO. That would Omnicorp be Liz guy. Klein. Sure, head of legal. We didn't even talk about Maddox, played by Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> who? Um, Maddox. By who? Maddox is the guy who's all like. Maddox is the guy who's like oh the villain the sort of he's the guy who is all like he wants the robots he likes the robots on the streets and, and we saw him we see him in the beginning of the movie there is an intro bit okay so the introduction of the movie really buried the lead on this intro bit because that is a very it is maybe the best part of the movie best. Hmm. It is okay. It, it is, is the it, it is the closest that this movie gets to saying or doing something. Yes, and then it doesn't. And then it doesn't. <clears throat> yeah, it is is. I was like, ooh, are, we're writing a check here with this scene. That check is never cashed. You know. So the intro, we open on Samuel L. Jackson as this. As this Novak character, we talked about him. It's not clear if he's Infowars or if he's just, you know, the nightly news or what. Um, and he is, um, he has a reporter out in the field who's in unnamed Middle Eastern country, you know. Not Afghanistan, it's question Tehran. mark? They say Tehran. Yes, yes. The field reporter is in Tehran. And the Ed 209s and the, there's new, like, guy-sized robots um the ed 209s and the guy-sized robots em-208s em-208s i think sure i just went with i it. would never google it to, to make sure i was correct <laughs> on a podcast so i guess we'll just we'll just call them m m208 sure <laughs> so the the field reporter is like "Ooh, look how good these what are you doing just looking at you why <laughs> The, the the reporter is in Tehran, and there is a group of people who are like, we need to blow up the Ed 209s, and we need to do it on TV. Um, presumably, so, like, I thought they were going to get a little more characterization of, like, we need the Americans to see how bad things are over here, or something. But we just see, we just see them say, we all need to die on TV. And then they do. And then they do. And we don't go back to that. But, but... These, 
the, this squad of, of Ed 209s and all these things are being led by Jack Earl Haley's character, um, who is like this hoorah, like, um, I was in Congo, I was in Afghanistan, I was in blah, blah, blah. <laughs> A, a Blackwater type. They just you know? set up an attack with people who blow themselves up so that the Ed 209 will shoot a kid with a knife. Yeah. And that's because, I guess, America is using these machines to do random patrols abroad in the Middle East to, like, maintain order of the place, which is like... yeah. Okay, what does this have to do with Omnicorp? Yeah. Because they say they're losing money so long as they can't use these... They can't sell their products in the States. Basically. When it seems like they should be making a lot of money... Yeah. ...with what they're doing. I think what they mean is, like, the way that, like... The way that, like, venture capitalists will be like, we're losing money, not not doing this you know like like well if we're not growing profits then we're losing money right i don't think they're actually like losing money on this i think that they're just like well if it's not growth it's we're losing out and also there's the note about how they can't they just can't bribe those politicians well, there's some of them they're trying to bribe, but not all of them will take it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, oh that's what it is. Is that they're trying to bribe the politicians, but when 72% of Americans say they don't want Ed 209s in the streets, you know, they can't go against their constituents. Yeah. So I don't think that's true. I don't think that's how politics works. So I think like the 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 like the way that this movie operates is it just it's so of the late Obama era, right? Because what it does is it says, what's the thing that Americans are worried about? Oh, they're worried about the ongoing war in Iraq. Throw it in the pot. Oh, they're worried about, um, you know, police officers and police violence. Throw it in the pot. Only they're, a little bit in this only, one. Only a little bit in this one. It's 2014, and this movie was filmed before that. Yeah. So... Only a little bit. We're we're worried about. We see a scene where the cop, where RoboCop jumps off of a stage and tases a guy. Uh huh. Just out of nowhere. So like. Yeah. We're not being that critical of 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 the. You know. Well, and so we America because that, that doesn't go wrong at all. Never. Nobody's upset with that. Yeah. Americans are worried about like veterans of the wars in iraq and afghanistan coming home and need prosthetics throw that in the pot yeah. uh they're worried about the corporations control everything throw that in the pot they're worried about politicians control everything throw that in the pot yeah. and it's kind of just let's stew all these anxieties that everybody has and not like say anything let's just like put them on the screen for like texture i guess you so know? they want to sell more RoboCops. Uh-huh. But they don't want to sell more RoboCops. Kind of, okay, so Sellers this, gets... This script has seen a couple rewrites, I think. Yes. Because at the start of the movie, they can't get the Ed 209s on American streets because there's a, there's a ban on them, right? And so Sellers has the idea, well, we'll put a man in the machine and that will circumvent the law and so we're gonna make a robocop to get around this law against but also once we have robocop even though it's not a robot it'll sway public opinion toward robots yeah so then we can get this thing repealed and then we can sell the robots yes because then at a certain point at a certain point he's like well now murphy's done his thing of getting the americans to to want to vote in favor of robots in the streets. And now I need to get rid of Murphy because he's causing problems and he's served his purpose. But it's like, that the, the change in the motivation is just kind of like, well, in this scene, he wanted this thing. And in this other scene, he wanted this other thing. And I guess as I'm talking about it, it sounds consistent, but it doesn't feel 
consistent in any way. We I'm don't... Gonna... There's, a, there's a couple different scenes of him and his two, like, advisors, like, brainstorming things during the movie. And I feel like there needed to be a brainstorming scene where they're like, well, let's just scrap the RoboCop project. You know? Yeah. There's also magic. Yeah, there's a lot of magic. So RoboCop has perfect facial recognition mm-hmm. with no bias or algorithm in, in place. Mm-hmm. And also has decades of CCTV footage archived uploaded into his brain from the country i guess yeah from everything Mm -hmm. he can track any phone he can hack into the present like cctv Uh uh-huh that isn't like a connected thing it's just a camera he also has control over any computer monitor in his vicinity because he can just put things onto monitors that's the most realistic thing (laughs) that robocop can do because you can just like connect a bluetooth but he just emits a field of i can control this computer monitor to do whatever i want and so like it really he really becomes the dark knight yeah he becomes the the surveillance thing from the dark knight yeah. Um but in but that movie ends with Morgan Freeman blowing it up. Mhm. And and uh Does that is that how that movie ends? Isn't it? It's all I don't like think sparks. So. There's a bunch of sparks and stuff. I don't I don't think that's how that movie goes. Yeah, Morgan I... Freeman blows it up. Mm. Are you going to google it? <laughs> I'm going to google it. Are you going to google it in the middle of the podcast? <laughs> I am going to google it in the middle of the podcast. Cuz he self-destructs and he quits, right? I don't I I think he quits. I don't think he blows it up. Uh, Dent takes Gordon's family hostage, blaming his, uh, oh, Gary Oldman is Commissioner Gordon in The Dark Knight. Um, believing Dent is the hero of the, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. As panic grips the city, the Joker reveals two of, Batman subdues the Joker, but refuses to kill him before the, blah, 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 blah. Uh Uh-huh. Fox destroys the invasive surveillance network. Okay, well. There all, but then he has it back in the next movie, though. He does get it back, I think. Batman just has it in a, one phone. Right, yeah. Those movies are stupid. Yeah. Those movies are stupid. I would say we should do them, except that I think that Batman Begins is, like, unwatchably bad. And because of the nature of the podcast, we would start with the 60s movie. That would be if fun. If not serials, if we could get them. Yeah. <laughs> Starting with the 60s movie would be good, though. Regardless. We, we wouldn't do that because that's... I have another podcast for yeah. talking about Batman. And you um, have another podcast for talking about the other Bat guy. I do. ExploreOdd.io <laughs> slash coffee if you want to listen to me talk about a different Bat character. From the Inquirer. From the Inquirer? Bat Boy? No. Who's Bat Boy? From the newspapers. What are you talking about? Oh, let me just Google it for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Googling fucking characters from Lunar Dragon Song in the middle of a podcast. In the middle of me saying something. Yes. With looking up stuff from formative media from Nora Blake's childhood. (laughs) Anyway, that's Batboy. I've showed you a picture of it. I remember Batboy now. Batchild found in cave. That's the one who you have a podcast about, right? Yeah, totally. Anyway, um, hey, they didn't kill the wife in this one. I kind of expected them to kill the wife. No, the heterosexual family is restored at the end of the movie. As a the heterosexual as I family is reunited, and then a door closes on them, and there are two armed guards outside. Hey, can <laughs> we can we talk briefly? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yep, that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alex Murphy's relationship with his wife um, is like. Oh baby, you're so hot. I love having sex with you. I love to ki- oh, no, this, Yeah. This you know, come on. What? But <laughs> but the two actors act like they've they've heard of sex. And the director told but them they've only heard about it in an audiobook. Yeah, the the director verbally described sex to them and they're like, "Okay, we'll do our best." <laughs> um uh 
And then, like, there's the child who does not get many lines. I think says, like, oh, my hockey team is winning. And I think that's about it. Um, And then, like, there's, like, the scene where, like, the before he becomes RoboCop, he, like, comes home from, um, like, work and, like, very passionately kisses um, his son's head. And then, like... It's just, there's, like, a weird vibe. There's a very strange, like, vibe to the affection toward the sun. Um, partially because... It's kind of face-off-y. It's kind of face-off-y. There's more... It's kind of like they're just... It's kind of like it was intended to be a snapshot. Like, uh-huh. we're gonna get four seconds of this. Yeah. And so it's very, like, body-focused, like, use body language, visually show very quickly Mm -hmm. affection, affection. Yeah. And then we don't get, we just have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Which is a little weird. Yeah. And it's not how I would have chosen to portray this scene. No. Um, but then most of the movie is not how I would have chosen to portray the scene. I would have had more first-person moments. Can we talk about other weird, random shots in this movie? So, RoboCop wakes up for the first time in his RoboCop body. Hey, where is he? So, so he is, like, freaked out, and he tries to run. And he runs, and he gets out of the facility. Well, first he runs through a giant fucking Amazon warehouse... Right. Of, full of just people in identical, like, pink smocks. Yeah, making, like, not quite hazmat suits, you know? It's just a production line. Yeah, it's a production line. Um, and he runs out past them, out past some Ed 209s patrolling, and he gets out of the fence outside of this Omnicorp facility, and he's just in a rice field with, like, Chinese farmers who are just farming the rice in, like... Literally centimeters away from a um, now, Omnicorp facility. I will say that I, when I lived in Germany, uh-huh. when you went past the wall of like the army base, yeah, that was a farm. That was like a okay. field right okay. there. The thing is, is that I heard that some of those uh, farmers would like put out a little extra fertilizer mm-hmm. in this in like whenever they. Was that the spring where you put the poop in the in the in the dirt? Oh, sure. They would put a little extra poop on the parts right next to the, the army base. <laughs> right. So he like runs out into this rice field, and they and they shut him down. They shut him down, and he collapses in this rice field. And you get this like overhead shot of like him collapsed in the rice field but also his the... entire body is above the water his entire body is above the water and the farmers just continue working and it's like i felt like it was a, a visual metaphor was supposed to be happening here but it's not he didn't fall into a cross so it didn't work out yeah like <laughs> like i felt like i was supposed to be like oh man this and is so profound every scene it feels like oh there's something's supposed to be happening here yeah but it's all like Watching this instead of RoboCop is like when you're, you can't get your chips and you get Lay's <laughs> and you're like, man, kind of empty. Kinda I, not much I'm here. sure people are loving that sound. <laughs> I'm being mean to you for no reason. You're being I'm sorry. very aggressive to me in this podcast. Can I you're, give you a hug? You're being very negative to I'm me. giving you a hug, my wife. You're, you're literally sliding a knife into my body. I kissed your neck. You're now strangling me. <laughs> I can't breathe. Um, do we have anything else to say about this movie? We uh, didn't talk about how it looks like video games. It kind of looks like Assassin's Creed. It looks like Assassin's Creed. There's also, there's a couple of, and this stops at a certain point. After like 30 minutes, they stop doing this. But you'll get like title cards of like, Omnicorp Tower, <laughs> Detroit. Anytime there's a title card in this movie, it's the fucking, like... Skyrim menu font. It's the Skyrim... It's literally the, like, quadra... Qua, what the fuck is it called? France Quadrata or something? Skyrim um, font. 
Futura Condensed. Yes. It is literally Futura Condensed. And it's like, that's the Skyrim font. It's 2014. You can't use that anymore. Yeah. It, I, I've pulled it up now. Yeah. It's just literally the yeah. Skyrim font. <laughs> it's so <laughs> distracting. And they have underscores instead of spaces, and it still looks bad. But only between subjects, not inside of a name. Or there's like one scene where RoboCop is having a gunfight with the arms dealer guy, and they turn out the lights, and they have their night vision goggles. And their night vision goggles all look like the x-ray vision for Metroid Prime, and RoboCop's night vision go heat goggles look like the heat vision from Metroid Prime. And it's like... and You know what all of this looks like? It looks like the cancelled Mega Man X uh, remake. Yes. It literally yes. looks like the... Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would have loved to see this. Um... We're just looking at it now. Yeah. There he is. There he is. That's RoboCop. There's also, like, the, the, the like, there is a visor shot from some of these. Or, or, at the very end of the movie, so they have a big, they have a big showdown on the helipad on top of Omnicorp Tower, right? Mm -hmm. Um, where Michael Keaton, disappointingly, is not thrown off the edge of the building, because this is a coward movie for cowards. Well, he would... He would get away with his grapnel gun. He would get away with his grapnel gun. That's true. That would happen. Um, or he would grow literal wings and fly. Um, when does that happen? Birdman. You never I, saw. You never, never saw. I've never seen. Birdman. You never saw Birdman. No. Weird. Why would I have seen Birdman? I don't know. It was just a very popular movie in its day. I don't know anything about Birdman. Got like a million Oscar nominations. I, I know. I, I guess I know that it, it won uh, an Oscar. Yeah. But other than that, couldn't tell you. I don't think it's like a good movie, but it's like, mm, there are worse movies. Have I? If I wait, hold on. I've been confused this whole time. Mm -hmm. I was confusing him with the other Batman. The other Batman. Val Kilmer. So Val Kilmer was the Batman after Michael Keaton. It's Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. They only got one? What do you mean? Only got one movie? With each of those other two? Yeah. I mean, I knew that George Clooney was only one. I thought that Val Kilmer was more than one. No, just one. All I know is that I'm pretty sure my mom made a comment once about Val Kilmer's lips being really nice. People are people find Val Kilmer attractive. It's not my cup of tea, I, I've but... been thinking that this guy was Val Kilmer this whole time. Is my point. Okay, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Regardless, um, so is this movie better or worse than? Let's let's start at the top. RoboCop. Picture RoboCop. Okay, I'm picturing RoboCop. Now think of... Oh, oh! They do the blue and yellow spandex thing in this movie. They Kinda. Sh they show you the original-ass RoboCop suit. Kind of. They it's show redesigned. You, they show you their best approximation of the original RoboCop suit. And the people are like, it's no good. We need it like something tactical, something well, in black. Well, he says people don't know what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, make He thinks it, it's dorky. Make it tactical. Yeah. But that leads to the very weird comment <laughs> that we don't know what to make of. Right. So, so... <laughs> so they redesigned them, because at the beginning he's in chrome. Okay. He's in the new suit, but it's chrome. I should, it's, which I should, is different from the old suit. I should mention um, that Alex Murphy's partner, who is in... 5% of this movie, maybe, tops, maybe is, is played by um, the late, great Michael K. Williams. So they redesign him and make him tactical. He turns into a Samsung Galaxy. Yeah. And uh, Lewis uh, sees him and he says, at least I know you're the right color now. Which is very weird. Which is, and glossed I, over <laughs> and is never addressed again. You know what it is? It feels like there was an earlier draft of this 
of this script where this character is in it more and they have a little like ongoing joke about how oh you're pretty good for a white guy or something like that that feels more like a 2004 right like, <laughs> right it feels like it feels like the first draft of the script was in like 2007 and there was a little like racial humor and then somehow this just slipped through the cracks into the final movie. It feels like the payoff. I know what it feels. It feels well, like the it punch. Was, it was started in two thousand five. Yeah, it feels theory. like the punchline to a joke that we didn't get to see a setup for. And then it just ends up being really weird. <laughs> yeah. And heavy. Yeah. It's a heavy line. Uh, Robocop. Think about Robocop. I'm, Picture Robocop. I'm picturing Robocop in my mind. Now. Think about RoboCop 2. Okay. Is RoboCop 2 better or worse than RoboCop? RoboCop 2 is worse than RoboCop. Think about RoboCop 3. I'm thinking about it. With the jetpack <laughs> and the composite shots. Yeah. Um, think about RoboCop 1. Is RoboCop 3 better or worse than RoboCop? RoboCop 3 is worse than RoboCop. Now, is RoboCop 3 better or worse than RoboCop 2? It's worse than RoboCop 2. Okay, interesting. Now... Think about RoboCop 2014. I'm thinking about it. Rotate it in your head. I've been rotating it for the last 30 minutes. Is RoboCop 2014 better or worse than RoboCop 1987? Considerably worse. That doesn't matter. Okay. Please restrain yourself. To <laughs> now, is RoboCop 2014 better or worse than RoboCop 2? Worse. Now, is RoboCop 3 better or worse? Now, this now, is the... Is RoboCop 2014 better or worse than RoboCop 3? This is the first one I have to think about. What the fuck are you talking about? I think this is worse. Yes. Okay. Okay. I just had to think about it for a second. I didn't have to think at all. So, so I think... There my... wasn't even one spray-painted shitty car in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't have to think about it. There wasn't one spray-painted shitty there wasn't, car. There wasn't one street set... <laughs> Hey, something happened between 1987 and 2014, and for some reason the city of Detroit has stopped looking like Dallas and has started looking like Vancouver. What's up with that? I think it kind of looked like Vancouver, but it kind of looked like Toronto. <laughs> it kind of looked like Atlanta, Georgia, maybe. I don't know. You um, mean Hamilton? Oh, is that where? It's all of them. It's li Is it literally all of them? Yes. Great. Toronto and Vancouver, with additional locations in Hamilton and in Detroit. Hamilton, okay. Canada, that is to say. Okay. Okay, so no Georgia shots. No Georgia shots. No. Um, I have to assume that the Detroit filming is a, like, second unit guy got a helicopter for a weekend and got some skyline shots I, that they added I have to. to assume that those maps that they show are all actually Detroit. Oh, we didn't talk. So, they're on the helipad. And I thought they were going to throw Michael Keaton off the building, and they don't. And then he turns into Val Kilmer. And... <laughs> right, because we started talking about the grapnel gun, right? So... Because of Batman. So Michael Keaton and Alex Murphy both shoot each other, and they fall to the ground, right? And the camera zooms up, pulls up like a drone. It's a CG shot. Um, and it just keeps pulling and pulling and pulling until you're at video game map levels. You see, it's 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 when you see the video game map because it's like 200 feet above the city of Detroit. And it's like, why did we get this PS4 map of Detroit all of a sudden? <laughs> what is this? It doesn't help that because it's from 2014, all the graphics just look like PS4 graphics, you know? Yeah. And, and we're not far enough removed for it to be charming. You know how, like, we're... I don't think it will be because this specific like frenetic shaky cam heavy like CG composite bullshit I don't see how this ends up being having the appeal of like a dated CG from the 2000s because it's so illegible that I cannot imagine having that kind of affection for it because you can't read it you can't be like look that thing is doing that thing it's just like a messy blur and yeah. like if anything is going to like ha like age well out of this style it'll like it'll be people being really into Jason Bourne not into like mm -hmm. the RoboCop reboot I think did we I discovered last time that the same person did the Total Recall 
reboot as well. No. We discovered the opposite. We discovered that there was no connection between the Total Recall reboot. Are we sure? I'm positive. No, we found out that Total Recall, the original, was also directed by the RoboCop guy, right? We already knew that. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) There was some kind of connection there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess it's... The the credit I will give to the movie, which it doesn't deserve, is that we're at the... So, so I always think about the CG in Spider-Man 2. And when Spider-Man 2 came out, I was like, that's CG. And then, like, four years later, I was like, man, the CG in Spider-Man 2 is fucking terrible, right? Am I... Man, the CG in Spider-Man 2, so bad. And then it circled back around again. We got far enough away that I was like, oh, it's just kind of charmingly of its time. You know, it's kind of cute how it's of its era. Um, and maybe we're we're at that like four years away point. I mean, we're coming up on 10 years away. Christ, I remember watching the movie Bob review for this movie when it came <laughs> out. We're what? 10 years away from when I was watching movie Bob. I watched a lot of movie Bob, but the only one I can remember is Sucker Punch. What? What are you doing? Um, we can't. There's no audio. We can't pipe the audio in. We're not piping the audio in. I'm just movie Bob. Uh, are you just trying to find out when the? He's still just doing this. Yeah, obviously. Let me find this information that we were looking for. Yeah. Oh, this movie is a good Bob idea. Robocop. Eight years ago. Nope. That's what? old Robocop. The, but I bet this is about the the remake is so bad. Um, yeah. Escape to the movies. Ninety nine thousand yeah. views on this video. On YouTube. On YouTube. Not I watched where it was originally hosted. I watched all this shit on the Escapist back yeah. then. Yeah. I watched this. I watched. Uh, unskippable which is uh-huh. like mst3k yeah. for opening cutscenes of video you games. do not i'm explaining for the audience oh yeah somebody at work asked me the other day because we were we were chit-chatting about uh, we were chit-chatting about oh i'm not really into dungeons and dragons but my wife is blah 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 everyone he... at your store does this <laughs> no <laughs> most people at my store are just into playing D. <laughs> um, not just watching it most people are at my store are really into watching D anD. Yeah, um, but they're also kind of into playing it. It's kind of like books, where mm. like reading books and buying books are two different hobbies. Yes, watching D anD D and playing D anD D are two different hobbies. <laughs> yes, that's so true. Everybody at my store watches Dimension Twenty. Okay. Um, everybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, I expected you to say the other one, but you know. I think people are like, oh, yeah, I really liked the first season of Critical Role, but the new one, I just never kind of got into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the general feeling. I could they be prob- wrong. I, if I had to guess, I would I would assume that they hopped over after Brendan Lee Mulligan ran that mini campaign for Critical Role. Yes, and also uh, ran a, a game for the Adventure Zone. All, yes, that's true. All these people are into the Adventure Zone, or or at least are into the pre-graduation. Pre-graduation, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think everybody. I mentioned to somebody, oh yeah, I listened to it back during balance to just politely. I wasn't gonna get into. I think the McElroys are trash, and I think their fans are trash, and blah blah blah. I wasn't gonna do that at work, so I was like, oh yeah, I used to listen back during balance, and then I kind of fell off. Blah 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 blah. And they were like, it's good you fell off, cause man, graduation. Am I right? And I was like, oh, I heard some things about graduation. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a three-hour YouTube video about graduation. And then the fifteen-minute errata. <laughs> um. But you were talking about D&D. D&D. At work. And somebody said to me, oh, you're talking about D&D. Oh, do you play Magic Gathering? Oh, I used to play Magic Gathering, but I kind of fell off, and then I got back in with Arena, and I just don't stick with it. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, do you watch Loading Ready Run? And I had to be like, brother, (laughs) do I watch Loading Ready Run? No, not anymore. But there was a time. (laughs) I'm not familiar. Loading Ready Run was the was the people who did Unskippable back oh. back then. They also did their own series of sketch videos. They did um, uh, they still do Desert Bus. Um, now, 
Unskippable. Now these guys, they're separate from Chip and Ironicus. Those are two different. Those pairs. are different guys. Now, yes. is it a third duo that does that used to do? Maybe still does. Retsupre. Retsupre. The, this the, is ringing a bell. The the fucking racist ass. Uh, 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 let's play MST three K. Mm, yeah, this looks like a different. I this is ringing a very vague bell somewhere. It, I'm not even reading these fucking names of these guys here. Did you? But that was a, a thing where they would like um, do like a, they would make fun of Let's Plays on the internet. I just understood. Re- okay. Yeah, it's okay. It, I just understood that the names. name itself is yes. racist. Yes. <laughs> because you know. Oh, they were at RTX 2015. Big shock there. Oh, weird. Um. Anyway. Man, I just feel feel fucking bummed out now. <laughs> just feeling a little old. Yeah. Well, the lion didn't even roar in this movie, by the way. The lion went. Yeah, there's a the movie opens on Samuel L. Jackson doing like a little like me 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 like warming up before his broadcast. Yeah. Um, and so you don't even get to hear that lion roar. The lion the lion is replaced with Samuel L. Jackson doing his warm ups. What does that tell you about the quality of the movie? <laughs> I think that speaks for itself. I so go. this is like the opposite of the Universal logo. Like, you know you're in for a good movie when the Universal logo gets fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when it goes 8-bit for Scott Pilgrim, or right, when it goes yeah. black and white for Van Helsing. Yeah. The two principal examples. The two principal examples. Everybody agrees. Everybody on the planet Earth is on the same page as us about the film Van Helsing from 2004. And the film Scott Pilgrim vs. the World from... 2010. Yeah, correct. I know I'm correct. You passed my test. I remember the girl I had a crush on when we went to see that movie. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Uh, I believe we have some emails. Do we? I believe so. Ooh. Oh. (laughs) You typed in MA and it auto-filled to maps. And I was like, babe, do you know that you're going to the maps? I, I did. Okay. I did know what was happening. Uh... <laughs> I just... Listeners, I'll tell you a funny story, and I won't give you... I won't tell the full story here, but... Um... I was wrong. We don't have any emails. You've all failed us. <laughs> you all failed us. We also didn't put out many calls for emails this time. But this time you'll have seven weeks to send in emails. Is that how long we'll be sending? About... Highlander. Is that how long? We'll Between be... the break week and six movies, you have seven Ooh. weeks to send us all your questions and comments about Highlander. Now, now, be aware that I'm going to put out a list of all the people who sent us Highlander emails, and you'll all have to fight for the death to see who gets we'll answered. We'll only because... read one email at the end, <laughs> so make be... it a good one. There can be only one, and you'll all have to, you know, compete to see. <laughs> now, it'll, it'll be asynchronous duels, so you won't know how good the email that, you know, <laughs> someone else sends in is going to be. You better send the best damn email that you can. And we'll just read your votes and no one else's. But... <laughs> You will have to fight. <laughs> right. So I need to put I need to put my friend on blast. Uh-huh. I'm at work the other day. I'm yeah. checking my phone. Uh-huh. I get a random email notification. Joe has shared <laughs> real-time location on Google Maps. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? So I texted him about it <laughs> later. <laughs> and I would I would tell the story, but I'll I'll tell people that like Joe was trying to share his e- his location with somebody else, and he just emails Export Audio so much that Export Audio was the first thing in the list when he was trying to share his location. <laughs> so if you want to be, uh, you know, everybody else needs to get their fucking numbers up. Yeah. Joe putting in work as far as emailing Export fucking Audio goes. Just, just play around with it. Share your location, you know? Send us your social security number. Yeah. Subscribe our email to stuff. <laughs> you know, just play around. Yeah. Um, Send us those three funky digits on the back of your credit card. <laughs> so this has been kind of a chaotic episode. 
but also it's been a rough couple of weeks man it's here it's been a bad fucking week it's been a bad month it's been a bad month but especially but we have robocop with us we have robocop with us and soon we will have raiden with us i can remember his name in 10 seconds if you give me a moment christopher lambert it's Christopher Lambert. <laughs> I also was trying to remember it and felt proud of myself for remembering before you. So I had to blurt it out. Uh, but then, yeah, uh, we're going to do, uh, we're obviously, break week. Then we're watching the six Highlander movies. Then D&D. We, um, So, no, actually, that'll work out good. Never mind. I was going to okay. say, we, we might need to take a break week when we go to Dallas. But we won't need to do that because we leave on Saturday and get back Tuesday, so it really won't interfere with our podcast plans in any way. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, also, we're going to Dallas soon. Yeah. So keep an eye out. If you're in Dallas and you want to hang out, that's not really on the table. We're going to go see some friends and family, but, you know. If you see us... Then uh, don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a follow-up joke. I was about to be like, I, I have a joke too, and then I just didn't come out. So Just tag your post, hashtag grassy knoll too. <laughs> <laughs> Nora, where could people find you online? They can find me on the internet, on Twitter, at neither Nora, or on co-host at Ashworm, Ash with an E, Worm with a Y. Find stuff I've done at norablake.online. What about you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Autumnal underscore coffee. Um, you can find me on co-host at Autumnal. I'm behind on my weekly roundup posts, and I apologize for that. Or um, are you ahead on your bi-weekly roundup post? Maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I had a really rough week at work this week, and um, I have I have the next, so I have today, tomorrow, the day after, and the day after that, all off of work. Because I called in sick today. But but in a weird way where, like, I've got plans on s- tomorrow. I've got plans on Saturday. I've got plans on Sunday to where it's like, well, do I really have any time off? Who knows? Uh, you know, one of those plans is pretty fun. I'm excited about one of those plans. So The main thing I'm worried about is that between now and Saturday... M- no... So between now and Saturday morning, I have to read five volumes of Billy Bat. And between now and Sunday afternoon, I have to watch Titanic. So I have more time to watch Titanic than I thought, so that's good. I'm not I'm not putting it off to Sunday morning. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. But I might put off the last hour to Sunday morning. Because it's like a three and a half hour movie, so I'm probably going to watch it in two, possibly three chunks. So, I could read the Wikipedia page in like five minutes. That is not... It's history, baby. I already know what's going to happen. I, I could also show up and be like, <laughs> yeah, I rewatched the, the Futurama bo- episode of about Titanic, and it'd be like, yeah, I definitely watched the movie. No, I'm not going <laughs> to fucking do that. <laughs> Though that is a very good episode of Futurama. And my only knowledge, all my knowledge of Titanic comes from that episode of Futurama. You've never seen Titanic? No. Huh. Not once. You've seen Titanic? Like two or three times, yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. You have to remember that I was really big into Atlantis, The Lost Empire, the Disney movie. What does that have to do with Titanic? So I got really into, like, you know... Boats? (laughs) No. Water? But, like... (laughs) (laughs) like myths and shit and like in the wake of the titanic film Uh there were a bunch of like books about the titanic that were pushed on all ages yeah because they would sell yeah and so i ended up reading a bunch of books about the titanic sure at the same time i was reading books about atlantis you know what i have seen atlantis well i have seen atlantis the lost empire pretty good not since it was in theaters um really it was. We never got it on home video. Oh, I never had it on video. I had it on digital video disc. Ooh, is that? I think I learned from Technology Connections that that's not what that stands for. Is it something else? I don't know. Let's go find out. Let's Google on the podcast. It stands for digital video disc or digital versatile disc. Okay. I assume versatile because you can flip it. 
don't know. Remember when well, they used I to think have? It's, I think it's versatile because you can store all sorts of data. You don't have to store video on there. I guess so. Yeah. You could store video games on there. You could store music on there. You could probably store Infernal on there. Right. So, so it's four point seven gigs on a DVD. How much is on a CD? Is it five hundred and twelve megabytes? Uh, six hundred and fifty. Six fifty, right? Okay. And then, how much is on a Blu-ray? <laughs> how many <laughs> angels can dance on the head of a Blu-ray? Blue. Is there not one mention of Blu-ray on this goddamn page? There's twenty mentions of Blu-ray. Um. This is a fantastic Blu-ray disc. There we go. Uh, BD. Often simply known as Blu-ray. 25 gigs. 25 layers Per layer. With dual layer and triple layer and quadruple layer discs available for the BDXL. Ooh. Quadruple layer discs have 128 gigs. Show me that BDXL, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches leave. (laughs) I'm bitches. (laughs) 